Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Welcome once again to another match day edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm James and I'm joined by Andy and Matt. And we're here to discuss our FA Cup third round fixture with Arsenal. Yeah. Is that a sarcasm? Yeah, massive sarcasm. Can't be Arsenal, Andy. <laughs> or the who gives an F A Cup. I do. I think it's disrespectful to say anything other than that. And we've got a great, great tie, great draw. And we're guaranteed to be in the fourth round, uh, in the hat for the fourth round as well. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I, I kind of, I get you because I think the history of this cup is absolutely outstanding and it's a beautiful thing. But I just think we've got such bigger things and bigger fish to fry this year that this is just a distraction that I cannot be doing with. But nearly every team in the FA Cup has got bigger fish to fry. Just just get a bigger frying pan is what I say. Like who? Like it, nearly everyone. Such as? What do you mean, such as? Name your team that's got bigger fish to fry. Nearly everyone. Who? Liverpool. Oh, they're like 15 points clear of the game in hand. Next. <laughs> but uh, they're, in the, they're in the Champions League, aren't they? Yeah, they just won the flipping best team in the world, aren't they? Irrelevant. You're wrong. Next. <laughs> well, we're not going to go through this. James, what's the head-to-head? Well, the last time we played Arsenal was, do you remember? 2012. Yep, 9th of January 2012. and uh, Also a Monday night, and Thierry Henry came back and uh, spoiled the party. Correct. Um, Zach Thompson was at right back though so you can kind of understand it the other weird thing is um, Arteta played in this match well in that match in 2012 and uh, he was obviously Pep Guardiola's right hand man until recently until he took up the uh, head coach position at Arsenal so I wonder if he spent the last week and a half trying to get Thierry Henry to come out of retirement probably so how do you think we fare against Arsenal history wise 
Were they on that big board at the um, museum map? Were they one of the ones that had beaten us more times? Um, yeah, I think probably they have. It's only a slight. Games lost 46, games drawn 32, and we've beat them 41 times, so not too bad. It's a proper rivalry, this one. It's nice to play a team like Arsenal when you spend the rest of your time trying to pretend that you care about Huddersfield Town and Millwall. And arguably as well, this is probably um, Arsenal's biggest fish, Andy, because it's probably their one chance of getting into Europe. <laughs> They're fraying it. They're fraying it. <laughs> At least somebody's up for it. <laughs> so what's your plans for the game, Matt? You're heading down, aren't you? Yep, yeah, I'll be uh, at the Emirates. Um so looking forward to it third trip there which isn't bad considering we when we left the Premier League they were still at Highbury um, so we're doing alright and actually if you look back at our trips to the Emirates we got we were unlucky really to get a replay the first time we went down we were robbed and yeah and the, I can't, who was in the team that day for them or for us for us Robert Snodgrass Max Gradle Luciano Becchio Neil Collins. Andy O'Brien, I think, maybe. Ugh. Alex Bruce. Oh, oh Alex Bruce. Do you know what? Alex Bruce had an absolute world in that game, though. Paul Connolly. And then the second time we went down there, like you say, Zach Thompson was at right back. Michael Brown was on the bench. I know that because he, he uh, hit Mike, uh, he hit Keown, oh, yeah. Martin Keown on the head. We had a couple of Finnish superstars playing as well. I got right wetty on thinking that Viridon was going to be class and it turns oh, out yeah. he wasn't. So when you think about it, this is our best chance of a win at the Emirates out of the three with the team we've got. There was a chance, because this obviously was one of the games selected for television, that this could have been on the uh, Sunday slot where Liverpool played Everton. Now, how, how bloody annoying is that? I could have gone to it if that was the case. It's disgusting. It's an absolute joke by the... TV people have taken the absolute lend off leads there. How's uh, a game that's how far's their grounds? Less than a mile apart. Yeah, and and we're something like two hundred. It's daft. It's unfair. It's unreasonable. I imagine Merseyside police didn't want to uh, police that on a Monday night. How's it different to policing the Sunday afternoon? I don't know actually. Scousers don't work at any time, do they? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I'd just like to say that Andy's opinions are, are his own and not reflected by the rest of Leeds, that. And I'd like to second James's comment. Absolute bottle jobs, you two. <laughs> bottle jobs or wise? Yeah, I think bottle jobs are people who uh, have given up on the FA Cup before we've even begun. Right, team news, Bielsa. So Robbie Gotts is making his debut, as is Meslier. And um, Berardi and Barry Douglas are also going to be in the starting lineup. What do you reckon to that? Stronger than I was expecting. If you if you look at it, it's Mesley in goal, then it's a back four of Ailing, Berardi, Ben White, and Barry Douglas. Then you've got Calvin Phillips sitting in front of them, and then Robbie Gotts, and then you've got Bamford up top, and behind him you've got Alioski, Click, and Jack Harrison. Opposition forums. What do you think the Arsenal forums called? Ass blog. Up the ass. Uh, it's really boring. Arsenal mania. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, what are up the ass? Um, what are they saying? <laughs> so they've been discussing which of their kids are going to play. Uh, there's some Eddie chat on the forum um, and a, a few wind-up merchants as well. Someone asking, uh, 
Has Nketiah already played for Leeds in the FA Cup? And is he cap-tied? Any chance of playing against them? And there's plenty of people biting. Um, so, yeah. Well, one of the things they did say on there was that Henri's goal against us in 2012 would have actually been cancelled out if a VAR was now was in play then. And speaking of which, tomorrow is our VAR debut. Yay! Yeah. I sense a song uh, being chanted by the Leeds fans very similar to our Sky one. I um, read on one of our forums, actually, someone had said that they imagined that it might go to a replay because VAR cancels out one of our goals and then in the replay we lose because VAR isn't there (laughs) to help us. Who couldn't be asked with a replay? I'll tell you one thing that's really important that we've not spoken about. You would be straight there at a replay if we get a replay. Yeah, you would. I would, yeah. Do you know why? I've got auto cup scheme and I'm tight. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. But do you know what? Um, we've, one thing we've missed off, which is really important. Kick-off times. Yeah, 19.56 tomorrow. So talk to us why that's a thing and why it's important. I believe, I don't know enough about it to be honest with you, but I understand that every game in the FA Cup third round is kicking off a minute later to give everybody a minute to think about mental health and reflect on it. Like that. Good work. Finally, something decent we can talk about. And already our uh, kickoff was at the random time of 1955, so I think we'll be hard-pressed to find another game that we've played that kicked off at 1956. I'm sure Sky had his pants down for some adverts at some point and it's happened by accident. <laughs> Probably. There's still going to be people that arrive four minutes late for that kickoff. Referee for this match, well, there's there's loads of them because we've got VAR. There's about, well, there's tons. Uh, Anthony Taylor is referee, assistant referees Gary Besick and Adam Nunn, fourth official Kevin Friend, VAR Stuart Atwell and AVAR Mark Perry. But Anthony Taylor... Which match did he uh, officiate for us last? Tony Taylor. Was it the playoff semi-final, second leg? It was, indeed. Yay. He was appalling as well, wasn't he? Yep. (laughs) We've we've not really thought much about the referee after that game. We just kind of, you kind of forget about it, but... Well, yeah. The main thing is, was the Berardi sending off and everything running, you know, that led up to that and the frustration that he was getting of from players fouling him, but uh, it's, un- uh, it's gone. Forget it. Let's not dwell. I hope Berardi knacks him. What are they saying on Twitter then, James, for the, how are they feeling ahead of the game? So, predictions on Twitter. Um, we have Leeds win, 33%. Draw, 8%. Arsenal win, 28%. And 31% say, who cares? Oh, really? Yes, the 31%. Go on, the 31%. It's not going in there for you, Andy. I voted 12 times on different accounts, different browsers. It's really disrespectful, Andy, to the 9,000 of us that are uh, making quite an effort to get down to London on a Monday night. Mate, I hope we win. I, however, can't be asked with it. Me. <laughs> Fine. I never want to see Leeds United lose or draw. I want to see a win every single game. And do you think we will win? I don't care. <laughs> so you're not going to come up with a prediction for this game? Yeah, I will. I think we'll win 2-0 just because I can't be asked of it. I'm I'm sitting with Andy tomorrow. We're going to watch it together and I'll report on how up for it is. You know what he's like. He's tired. It's Sunday night. He can't be bothered to watch a football match this minute. 
But come tomorrow night when you've had a bad day at work, you'll you'll love it. You'll really want to watch it and you'll wish you were in London, I'm telling you. Hang on a minute, I'm having a bad day at work tomorrow. What's happening? <laughs> you just have to wait and see. Oh, nice one, James. Can't wait. Nah, I think we'll win 2-0. Uh, I, th- I think they're still in a transition, transitional phase with this new manager. It got them ticking the other night. They're going to make wholesale changes. There's going to be a few players, I reckon, who want to try and impress him. But they're just going to get dominated by the Mighty Whites 2-0. Matthew? But still can't be asked of it. Um, I'm really up for it, and I think we're going to lose 3-0. Um, Great. I think that we will have more possession. I think we'll have roughly the same amount of shots on goal and lose 3-0 because our finishing will be wayward and Arsenal's will be clinical. That's my prediction. Hope I'm wrong. Yeah, that's a fair comment. Um, I do think this game is really important for Arsenal, so I think we'll we'll be surprised. Um, but I think we'll also surprise them. I don't think they'll be expecting uh, Leeds to be so uh, regimented. I don't think anyone outside of the Premier League is expecting that. Uh, sorry, I don't think anyone outside the Championship is expecting that from us. Um, but I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say two all. I think we'll bag a couple. I think we're. I think we're going to get a replay and Andy's going to get his Auto Cup ticket and uh, we'll see him at Ellen Road. All right, so what's your word then, Andy? Arst. Arsenal. Not bothered. Next. James. I don't know. I was thinking about this earlier and I still don't know. Well, my word is prestigious because the FA Cup is a prestigious competition that uh, it's only right we take it very seriously. I'm pleased with the team that Bielsa has put together. It's a strong team. We still get the chance to see Meslier and Gotts up close and I don't think we could have asked for a better third round tie really um, because if we win, it'll be fantastic and if we lose, as Andy says, we've still got our biggest fish in the frying pan. And we haven't gone out to somebody like Newport or Sutton or Histon. I'm going to go with fish. Any particular reason? Yeah, Arsenal is a very big fish to fry. We do have bigger fish to fry in, getting, in terms of getting out of the championship, but I'll take a draw. Well, one of us is going to be right because uh, we've all gone for different results. So Let's catch up tomorrow after the game then, fellas. Yeah, let's find out then. Say what for a game that I couldn't care two hoots about. How bloody good were Leeds United in that first half, Matt? Did you enjoy that? Are you willing to uh, are you willing to agree that that is the best Leeds United side that has gone to the Emirates since we got relegated? Maybe, <laughs> maybe it de- definitely is. In fact, I'd go even further. I'd say that that's the best we've played against a team above us ever. Would you really? Yeah, in the league above us. What about when we beat Scum one nil? Yeah, that was a good that was a good result, obviously. But I think that the performance uh, was better at the Emirates. First half, especially, it was a little bit Jekyll and Hyde from both teams, wasn't it? You've got to you've got to concede that. Uh, maybe, maybe. I thought we played well for ninety minutes. To be honest with you, the second half was the second half was more what you would have expected of the game in the first place. But we'd done more than enough first half to. Um, you know, for us to be very happy with how we performed. 
But I'll tell you what. And you got you, you got what you wanted anyway. We're out of the cup. Well, we're running before we can walk. Spoiler alert there from Matt. You join us after Leeds United have lost 1-0 away at Arsenal in the FA Cup after putting in a very good performance, it must be said. But there's just two of us. There's just two of us. But it's the good it's the good two, so it's all right. The better looking two. Yeah. That's a lie, actually. James is beautiful, isn't he? <laughs> that was the joke, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well. You don't need to explain the joke. Sometimes you do. So, yeah, it's just, just me and Matt now, so uh, apologies for that, but we'll be back to full strength as soon as what we are you can. Po- what, what are you apologising for? Yeah, I'm going to say people should be blessed by this performance, shouldn't they? Exactly, exactly. Um, just just like the Leeds United first half. How was it on, how was it on TV, mate? It was, uh, it was really odd watching on telly, because as you heard in the first half of the pod and from Matt jabbing me now, I really could not be arsed with this game. Saw it as a distraction, and as soon as it started, I did my stupid old Andy thing. I got carried away completely, and I fancied a cheeky 9-0. And at half-time, it should have been 3-0. It genuinely should have been. No exaggeration. I think, I still think we put half a side out, and we absolutely battered a Premier League team. We should have been in the lead. We should have been in the lead, for sure. That we when, when Bamford hit the bar, that part yeah. of play... If that's not uploaded to some adult website, it, it needs to be. If he'd finished that, flipping heck, he'd have finished me. It was great to watch. It was prime Bielsa ball, and it was away at Arsenal. <laughs> it it kind of doesn't get much better than that, to be honest with you. It was just a joy, a joy to watch. And I think that I, along with most people in the way end, could happily have gone home at half-time. In fact, you know, I think a guy uh, who I went with last night, he, t- he said, "Yeah, well, that's in, you know, I've had the my money's worth out my ticket by half time." Definitely, hundred percent. What was nice about watching on the telly was uh, seeing the pundits absolutely pipe us for once. <laughs> what does pipe us mean? It means they were just really enjoying our performance and uh, letting us okay. know all about it. All right, okay, um, yeah. And who were the pundits? So, in the studio, it's Gary Lineker, winged by Jermaine Beckford, Alan Shearer, and Ian Wright. Ian Wright looked very crestfallen, which was lovely. And then it was, um, I can't remember the main bloke, well, but it was Danny Murphy, um, who made some quite valid points, but was also quite condescending in parts, but you can let him off because he do not know his ass from his elbow, poor lad, does he? Well, I think that's one of the most disappointing things about the game is that we were. Uh, it felt like afterwards we we came in for some patronising praise. Oh, you know, we, people are starting to refer to us as like what you do on a little second division team, little old leads, plucky leads going oh, to Arsenal no. on a performance like that. No, you see, I saw it as the way Shearer was doing it was this team have proven they should be in the Premier League and can compete in the Premier League. So I, yeah, I took it like that. A, a lot of the stuff on Twitter is kind of like I, I think there's a. I think people just think, well, Arsenal are obviously going to beat Leeds, and you know, if Leeds win, it'll be some sort of fluky set piece. That's how you. That's how you win away in the cup at a Premier League side if you're not in the Premier League. And yet, I mean, obviously we lost, so it's kind of a, a strange point to make. But we totally outclassed them in that first half. I, I think that's rarely been seen anywhere. And, if anything, they got the lucky goal. The goal they scored was scrappy and crappy, wasn't it? 
it was, which made it a real shame. Made it a real shame. I was thinking at half time, by the way, that now they know why Eddie and Ketchy couldn't get a game because none of their players could get a game. Nah, none of them. That Mesut Ozil had nine touches in the first half and he's on 300 grand a week. Well, that's a good point, actually. Do you think that how much of it was Leeds been really good and how much of it was Arsenal being poor? Because their players didn't seem like they particularly cared and their fans seemed like they cared even less. I think It was so quiet in there. I think it was Leeds being good. I, I don't think they were ready for it. Um, there were a lot of things wrong with the game last night as well. Tony Taylor had a bloody nightmare. How he's not booked Granite Jacket, I will never know. That is an absolute farce. And VAR, what's the point in that? When Lacazette has clearly kicked out at Berardi and kicked him, it's nothing in it, but you've seen people get sent off for much less. What's the point of it? He swung out and kicked him. It's violent conduct according to VAR. A rule is a rule. Even if it's a bollocks rule, it's a rule. The experience in the stadium was totally different to what I was expecting. Um, because I haven't really, I haven't seen VR in action either on TV or in a stadium. So all I've heard about it is that it delays play and people in the stadium haven't got a clue what's going on. And if a goal is scored, then there's probably going to be a delay while they check that it was a, va- a valid goal. There was only one goal and that didn't seem to happen. And when they were doing the checks, it was quite clear that that was happening because the ref was had paused whatever was going on. And there was, on the big screen it said there's a VAR check for... Um, Possible red card offence, violent conduct, and then it, and then it flashed up again on the big screen to say, um, no violent conduct, you know, no red card play on. Well, let's get away from that nonsense again, because there were so many positives from the team. I want to talk about the debutants. I thought Robbie Gotts was very good, and I thought Messier's distribution and his goalkeeping in general was very, very good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely brilliant. It was uh, a joy to watch. And Meslier's a big lad. He's so tall. I can see why he saved so many penalties in the under-23s. He's got a baby face, mate. Look like a kid in the sticks. <laughs> but he's big. He's so tall. Taller than Kiko, anyway. And Robbie Gotts did well, I thought. Um, yeah. I thought he just looked ready, active, hungry, aggressive. Everything that you want to see from a a Leeds United midfielder yeah I thought he was uh, he was good and you know you can't really judge a player on their debut when they're playing away at Arsenal in the FA Cup and they're still so young but he didn't look out of place at all so that's the best uh, compliment you can give him really who's your man of the match? my man of the match it goes to obviously it goes to one person what a load of nonsense I'm chatting already you can tell it's been a long day it's Jack Harrison uh, I th- yeah, he did play well. I thought his touches were outstanding. He he had their defenders absolutely in his back pocket, going crazy for them. They were scared of him. He made a couple of he had a couple of unfortunate things happen to him, especially in the ninety fourth minute when he's through, and he just makes the wrong decision. It goes out for a goal kick. It was very unlucky, but he, he had them on toast the whole time. Um, he I think had three or four shots on target in the first half. A couple of absolute stingers as well. So, yeah, my man of match goes to Jack Harrison. I thought it was very good and unlucky not to have made the difference. How about you, Matt? Yep, I agree. I think uh, I think that he played well. To be honest, I think everybody played well, but I think Harrison was one. Click was definitely one who was heavily involved and played well. thought 
Berardi had a great game, yeah. you know, considering how much flack he gets off people as not being good enough. And there he was against the Premier League team, looking like a world-class centre-half. Ben White and Calvin Phillips, I think, proved that they're ready to step up to the Premier League. Phillips Aileen especially. Great, Phillips especially. Yeah. Ailing had a great game, but my man of the match is Meslier because um, I thought so impressive to come in on your debut at such a young age and perform like that. Best goalkeeper debut I've seen since Paul Robinson wow. at Leeds. I think I, he, just I can't believe some of the passes that he was making. What absurd! They were right just there. incredible. They're incredible, and he looked very competent when it came. I mean, he didn't come under loads of pressure. Um, but when he needed to make a save, he did, and he very nearly saved, uh, kept the goal out as well. So I think he deserves man of the match. That one where he's pinged it to my man of the match, and the the touch from both of them, it's unreal. He shows such great composure all game as well. I think that's a great shout. Um, what's your word then, Matt? My word is proud, because I am very proud of how we performed. I'm disappointed we lost. I spoke to I went down to the game with my dad, uh, and he was saying that he didn't really mind about the result. He just hoped that we played well. So he got exactly what he wanted. I quite w- I would have liked to have won and not had a great performance. But the performance we did put on was fantastic. I'm proud of it. And I think that unlike when we've been to the Etihad, to Anfield, to Old Trafford, to the Emirates before in the Cups, this time we didn't look like a lower league side, we looked like a side that's bound for the Premier League and I think the players have got to take the belief that surely they will get from being able to play like that against Arsenal away into the rest of the season and just think, well, if we can do that at the Emirates, we can do it anywhere and let's just blow this league away and get it done. How about you? Well, my word was going to be proud, but you've had that, so I'll go with my other word, which was going to be league as in concentrate on. As in, you're right, as in concentrate on, and also as in Premier, that we are Premier League. We've shown some absolute quality today. I just really hope that we uh, crack on now, do well in the transfer market, side where we need to, don't make the mistakes we've had in the past and just get over the line. So yeah, League, Premier League, concentrate on the league, top of the league. Let's get into the next game against Chef Wednesday and stay top of the league. Yeah, it, it all starts against Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday. All right, well, thanks for listening. Good to speak to you, mate, and hopefully we will uh, talk again ahead of the Sheffield Wednesday game at the weekend. Yes, take care, guys. Speak soon. Podcast Network.